This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And uh, Joe Walsh on Rock 102. A little bit of a problem. I can't hear a thing. You can't hear a thing. How's, nope. how's that? Phones ain't working. How's that? Nope. No. Still, but you can hear me. Because I keep turning the mic on and off. Over. Uh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. We got uh, Scott Cohen coming up in a little while. I got it now. You got it now. Yep. All right. Also, uh, tickets to the uh, the Mighty Oktoberfest of the Student Prince. That's coming up throughout the month. We'll give you more details about that. And some other things coming up today as well. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll talk about what we watched last night. It was, without a doubt, one of the most impressive performances of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune I've ever seen. I thought you were talking about that new Sopranos movie. Nah, nah, nah. This is something that was only on last night. Ah, nah. I kind of missed that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's that and more. It's far 535 in Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on all things in the pie. And ZZ Top in Rock 102. Couple of uh, crappy days today and tomorrow. Uh, rain all day today and uh, a high only 61. Tomorrow, a good chance of rain all day and a high of 61. It's uh, 58 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say? We hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve. If you haven't watched uh, Squid Game, that Korean series that's burning up on Netflix, you should get on that now. Uh, I wanted to talk about this actually a little bit later. Uh, Um, I've watched it and uh, I uh, gave up. Well, you are not uh, like most people, my friend. First, it's uh, it's excellent. And second, uh, you can't be in a group of six or more people and not know anything about the Squid Game. I don't know anything so when about you, it. So when you sit down with your friends. <laughs> when, when you Josh. say it's excellent, are you talking about your personal opinion? Yeah, I think it's great. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's like, uh, it's almost like a, what is what was the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger with the. Uh, running Man. Running, running Man. Yeah. Yeah. Running Man, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, except that at least you knew who Arnold Schwarzenegger was. You knew who Yafet Koto was. You knew who Richard Dawson was. Uh-huh. Um, when I don't know anybody in a movie and it's all dubbed. In English, uh, it's already strike one. You're not expanding your uh, cultural... uh... Nope. Nope, I'm not. You don't want to sit and read up on a new movie. It wasn't even... No, and this is something I'm reading right now. Uh, They translated this movie into... I I just read it a minute ago, and I've already forgotten how many different languages so that people didn't have to read it. But it's, it's all, you know, horribly dubbed. And uh, I gave up. I gave up after, I think, six episodes. It's a nine-episode series. Six? You, you got pretty damn far. Yeah, I for did. For six episodes. I did. And, and the last two were painful to well, get through. You couldn't just make it through the next three? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't have the desire to go back and check out the rest. Any, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Is there, is there like a, uh, episode six through nine, like a lot of resolution to the whole story? I, I don't know. Since uh, Well, I'm asking Steve because no. he's seen it. Well, I'm not going to be a, a Sopranos killer like you are. And, I'm not uh, a Sopranos. What are you talking about? You have to watch it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just, I, have to watch it. Anyway. it also seems like it could have been a one-hour show. 
There is a, there is an episode where the contestants have to cut out shapes of these little candy discs called Dalgona, which is really hard because they're so brittle. And if you watch the show, you know that contestants who can't uh, compete uh, complete a task die. Yeah, well, wow. yeah. I actually enjoyed Red Light Blue Light, uh, Red Light Green Light, which was in the first episode, or maybe it was the second. I forget. It was the first game that they played. It's a series of games they're playing, and the loser dies. Didn't they do the same thing in the early versions, the ten thousand dollar pyramid? Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe before they brought uh, Dick Clark on. Like if you if you accidentally said the answer, they yeah. would, they put a gun in your head. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a candy baker in Seoul named En Young Hui, and he made those candies, and now, thanks to the show, he can't keep up with the demand. Oh, I bet. Because mm. all these people want to buy the damn candy. Yeah. So, I highly recommend you, you watching it. By the way, I highly recommended watching the uh, Many Saints of Newark. Bax seemed to not like it the other day. Yeah, you know, the uh, the best explanation I heard is, like, you know, looking at all the old characters as younger people was very much like watching the Muppet Babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and I, I can't argue with that. Did you get to watch it, Jim? No, I have no desire to. I, I got to be honest. I thought it was uh, boring, and the plot really kind of went nowhere. Well, I think uh, from – I loved it, by the way, because, uh, you know, I like good things. You clearly don't. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a series. I think that's exactly what he's setting that up for. The whole thing, if you – you know, from the beginning where the, the – the people are talking from the graves, sure. but you know you had and it f- focuses on one story. But now you're going to get all those other stories from all those other characters Steve, leading I, up to that. One. I, I understand that yeah. and I agree with you. But you had 14 years to put together a comprehensive script, and this is the best you could do because I don't think this is it. I think there is more down the pipeline, and I think he's just being. This is what he does. I mean, he ended the show with no resolution to it. So, what did you expect that this was going to? I'm bring? telling you, if you if you were hoping that this was going to be as good as the TV show, it ain't. Hey, John, how is uh, how's everything going on the Wiggles over there? Have you been watching that show? Uh, no, I don't watch that either. The but, old uh, Wiggles or the, <laughs> yeah. the newer version of the Wiggles? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, on the season premiere of SNL, the weekend update, uh, guys paid tribute to Norm McDonald. The send it, uh, segment ended with a video of Norm telling some classic jokes. It was actually a very nice tribute. I'm, uh, I'm reading right now on the Drudge Report, the, uh, the season premiere ratings have plunged. Um, because of Norm McDonald tribute? No, no, no. No, because of the show. Uh, down more than 50% from last year. Is that because of the political landscape? Um, no, I think it's because the show sucks. I think there were just too many people with the Big E. Yeah, but the show has sucked for the last 48 years. But so. apparently it sucks a little bit more this year. 46. 46. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, 47, yeah. rather. The start of this is 47. All right, we'll just split the difference and we'll call it 46 and a half. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld was on The Tonight Show on Friday, and he admitted there's kind of a sexual aspect between the bee and the female florist in Bee Movie. I knew it. Oh, I could totally see that. And he said, uh, quote, A lot of tension. It really was not intentional, but after it came out, I realized this is not really appropriate for children. Then why did the movie come out then? Uh, Well, he said he didn't realize it at first. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's it's a bee, or should I say a woman, Cozying up to a bee. Now, I don't know how it is in your world, but most women I know when they see a bug, they don't really cozy up to it. I know a woman who's very much into bees. Because she keeps them. 
That's different. Yeah. But for what do, you, what do you think she's keeping them for? For the it honey. It the honey. Mm-mm. It's the honey. It's the honey, but not the kind you think of it is. Oh, you mean like sweet pot honey. Exactly. Yeah, right. Well, about. Exactly. I assume she'll be texting you all afternoon. <laughs> oh. Emily Ratajowski, Rata, I don't know how you say her name, says that Robin Thicke groped her breasts while they were filming the Blurred Lines video. The video's director confirmed it, but she says Robin apologized, and she thinks he only did it because he was drunk. He was drunk filming the video? Is it his own video shoot? Yeah. Hmm. You show up drunk to your own video shoot? Yeah, it's better than showing up drunk to somebody else's. Uh, before he could afford a drum kit, Dave Grohl taught himself drum rhythms using his teeth. He used to do it so much, he once got scolded by his dentist for an unusual deterioration. Ooh, boy. It's like uh, chopping his teeth to the beat? I guess so. Interesting. Scolded it, by the dentist. What did that one-armed guy from uh, Def Leppard do? <laughs> well, he... Juggling wasn't one of them. <laughs> juggling uh, saw blades. <laughs> Can't practice that. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. Thank God that's over. Yes, I know Tom Brady was back in Foxborough yesterday. And yes, I know that some of you people are still holding the torch for that guy. But the reality is what you're holding on to is the Tom Brady of the past. He's no longer yours to worry about. It's like when a girlfriend leaves you for somebody who's simply better than you. If you were giving that guy advice, would you be telling him, hey, you know what you really need to do? Pine away for that girl for the next two years. See what kind of joy that brings you. What kind of joy did Tom Brady bring you yesterday? Not a whole lot. Because not only did Tom come back to Foxborough, he beat the Patriots, but barely. He got on a bus and then went to the airport. And he's not coming back. Do you still feel like you have a chance with this guy? I hate to break it to you. You don't. What you are left with is this empty feeling that if Nick Folk could have only found the uprights from 56 yards out during the final minute of the game, then maybe you would have felt better about the breakup. But of course, he didn't, and the Patriots wound up losing 17-19. But the truth is, Tom Brady may have become the all-time leader in career passing yards by breaking the record set by Drew Brees, but he wasn't able to cover the point spread, and he didn't throw a single touchdown pass. Meanwhile, Mac Jones throws for 275 yards, six more than Tom Brady. Plus, he was able to find the end zone twice with two touchdown passes. Suddenly, Tom Brady doesn't seem all that desirable after all. Yes, they won the game, but I wouldn't have put that all on Tom Brady. Nick Folk kicks that ball 12 inches to the right, then it would have been the Patriots winning, and that's disappointing. Yes, it is, but it's hardly the ash paddling that people were expecting. And for all those dopes that bet on Brady to cover the spread, representing 94% of all bets placed on the game, I hope you're feeling good about that decision because I'm pretty sure that one had to hurt. So cheer up, Patriots fans. Yes, losing sucks, but the worst of them is finally over. Perhaps you can now move on with your lives and not think about so much about what might have been. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are 474 shades of blue, 668 shades of green, and 283 shades of white. Clark and Kensington paint from Rocky's is a sophisticated and highly rated paint, but it is an expensive paint, and that's the good part. Clark and Kensington, the house brand paint at the paint studio at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 609. And Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Couple of crappy days. Uh, today, rain guaranteed, uh, particularly because it's raining now. Uh, and then tomorrow, rain is likely throughout the day. Both days, a high of 61. Right now, it's 58 in downtown Springfield. We'll be talking to Scott Cohen next hour. Probably uh, get around to talking about football, although I can't figure out which game we want to talk about. Which is why I don't know if we should bother talking about it now. Um, well, it's what everybody else is talking about. I mean, you, you people going to work today, they're yeah. all going to say, hey, you watched the game last night? And people going to say, yeah, I watched that game last night. And they're going to say, can you believe Tom Brady didn't cover the point spread? And other people say, yeah, I can't believe he didn't cover the point spread. And I, I think uh, most of the other people are going to be going, hey, did you, you watch that squid game over the weekend? Because that was better than the Patriots game. And, uh, and other people are going to be like, yeah, except that I couldn't understand it because, you know, it was all South Korean and stuff. But... Um, yeah, I mean, Cohen, Cohen will be on. By the way, is he coming in or doing a phone? Or uh, he'll be coming in. Oh, he's actually going to do some work. Good. Um, well, no, he was out of town last time. Oh, he was oh, in Texas. In Texas. Uh, you know, for a family thing. Oh. And, and But I saw him last night because we had the... Uh, we had the pregame party at the mm. deck last night, uh-huh. and uh, you're going to find this hard to believe. The rain may have kept some people away. Yeah, it kept uh, it kept a lot of people away from a lot of different places. I, I guess um, I, I don't remember the name of the place. My brother was telling me that he and um, he and and my sister in law and uh, my niece and her boyfriend, <clears throat> excuse me, were out uh, were out there at some restaurant at Faneuil Hall a couple of weeks ago. And uh, my niece and her boyfriend won tickets to uh, this outdoor patio to watch the game last night. And Mm. it was a big deal. It came with a lot of other prizes, too, apparently. And then the whole thing was canceled because of the forecast. Um, so that kind of that kind of sucked. See, so at the deck, I mean, they they had a you know big giant tent mm. and an enormous television, yeah, uh, which was very very cool. And a band playing, you know, before uh, before the uh, before the game started. Oh, I hope they didn't play while the while the game was playing. Well, they were cut. No, they didn't. They Good. stopped at eight o'clock. But uh, you know, people were ready to go. And uh, you know, had we had slightly better weather, mm. we would have had a slightly better crowd. But uh, it was actually a pretty pretty fun time, nevertheless. Didn't seem to bother anybody at the game. That's for sure. You know, Certainly not the tailgaters. I know we're uh, we're coming out of a pandemic or still in the middle of a pandemic. You know, however you want to look at it, you either you know halfway into the woods or halfway out of the woods, mm. one or the other. Uh, I saw something posted over the weekend from one of the local vendors at the Big E that Saturday's crowd was listed at one hundred and seventy-seven thousand people, yep. the biggest single-day crowd mm-hmm. of all time. Yep. Like it's it's never been, it's never been bigger. Never ever been bigger. The biggest one. Uh, let's see what it says of all the challenges. Oh, of all the challenges Gene Cassidy faced while trying to open the Big E, the biggest one was the uncertainty. But on closing day, he breathed a sigh of relief that nothing major went wrong during the 17-day fair as they did set the last day record. Yeah. Well, uh, yesterday was a record. Uh, wait a minute. Maybe I because uh, I, I mean breaking one day attendance record on Saturday. Yeah, the the, the headline's a little misleading. Probably yeah, because yeah. This, with the weather being the what it was yesterday, yesterday I can't right. imagine people saying it's our last chance to go. Well, I don't know. You know, I was uh, coming up ninety one in Enfield yesterday at one point, and uh, I was surprised at the traffic. 
There are, I think there's a lot of people who wait until the last day, All right, well, and then they go rain or shine. But what time of day were you going? Uh, 2.37, I believe it was. It was the afternoon is what yes, you thought. Okay, yes. well. No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It was 11.23. All right, so then you could squeeze an hour or two, maybe a little mm. bit more at the Big E, but once you start getting around 4, 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it starts to rain pretty consistently, and then by you know 6 o'clock, that's all it's doing. So my guess is if they had good attendance on Sunday, it was everyone was clearing out of there right as about the rain was starting. Yeah, no, I'm reading further into the article on Mass Live now. The attendance record was set on Saturday. The previous record was set on the second Saturday of 2019. So the last time there was a Big E, the second Saturday also had set a record. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I didn't realize this. Gene says uh, a lot of vendors, some vendors anyway, uh, didn't show up because of COVID, and they didn't replace them in order to be able to space uh, vendors out and and therefore space people out as well. Right. Um, and then uh, I saw another article. Why Why am I I'm losing it now? But uh, I saw an article earlier of uh, women, two women who had bought those. Um, what did they call those tickets the, for the, life? The golden ticket. The golden ticket. Yeah, yeah. These were two women who bought them. You know, two years ago when they came out, and then obviously there was no biggie last year, but they still say, oh, this is the best thing we ever bought. You know, when I heard a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, that they were getting 70, 80,000 people, you know, in a single day, mm. and I kind of was like saying, yeah, I don't think I'm going to, don't think I'm going to make it for that. Yeah. And, and I remember going to the biggie on very, very busy days when there was no pandemic. Remember back then? Oh, sure. Sure. And was, uh, uh, two years ago. And not feeling great that I was in a crowd of, of that many people mm-hmm. because it just seemed to be a little claustrophobic and uh, things were moving slow. Like yeah. people didn't know how to walk in a forwardly direction. Mm-hmm. With 177,000 people on on the fairgrounds in yeah. one day. But remember, spread out because some of the vendors didn't show up. <laughs> You'd have to clear out all the vendors no, 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 for no. that to feel comfortable. 177,000 people. Are you kidding me? No. Well, I think but I'm, not all at I'm the gl- same I'm, time. I'm glad I missed it. That was a, over the course of a day. You know how some people are. They'll get there early. Oh, they'll yeah. spend the entire day there. Mm-hmm. And there are certain parts of the day where uh, it's just damn crowded. And, I, and, and that does nothing... Nothing sounds appealing to me with 177,000 people there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't go either. It's mm-hmm. you know, and, and listen, I don't want to catch COVID just uh, just because I got a, a slap chopper and a shamwow. You know, if, no. I, if I'm going to get it, I want to get it for damn good reasons. Yeah, I want to get it with my clothes off. That's what I, I don't. Want. I don't even need that. But mm. but uh, but but you know, not not with 177,000 people. That's that's Crazy. outrageous. Well, uh, you know. F- when you when you think about places that have been around forever in in the Springfield area that are changing, um, Smith and Wesson has figured out a way to socially distance. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're going to Tennessee. We talked uh, we talked about that at length on Friday, and uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I just there's a there's a the Boston Business Journal uh, printed an article about this. Oh, uh, the BBJ. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know you get that with your uh, subscription to Cat Fancy. Yeah, exactly. and, uh, yeah. Anyway, and there's a quote in there from Bud Williams. Yeah, well, who uh, apparently co-sponsored this this mm-hmm. bill, which has not yet been passed, 
which would eliminate Smith and Wesson's ability to make 60% of their products. And what he said is, I'm, you know, paraphrasing here, I'm less concerned with them moving and more happy that we've done something to prevent spree shootings around the country. Well, but those guns that you are trying to eliminate are now being made somewhere else at the expense of 750 jobs in your district. Mm -hmm. Nicely done, bud. Nicely done. Well, he's, you know, he's, uh, first of all, it is the reason for the season. And uh, yeah, because there's always a good time of year for job loss. And then secondly was the, um, what was his, uh, oh, ducks are going to pick ducks. That's what it was. Ducks are going to choose ducks. I forget what he's even talking about. It was like just a month or so ago he made that comment. Yeah. I, I, but um, there's, a, there's a whole string of things that Bud has uh, said over the years where you just yeah. shake your head and say, he didn't just say that. Well, right? he's, you know, he's doing the math. He's, he's counting the number of people who have died in active shooter situations probably over the last hundred years. <laughs> And then, uh, and then dividing that by the number of jobs, and he's figuring he's still on the uh, on the win side. Yeah, but- yeah. We we had the Tony Signoli on on Friday, and we, we were talking about this because you know it's not just the 750 jobs. And Tony brought up a very very good point. You know, Smith and Wesson um, uses a lot of local vendors mm-hmm. for our, whether it's you know um, for for parts for other services. You know. You know refuse you know whatever it may be there's a lot of uh, of our local economy tied up into that one business yeah and then to lose them like this and this is from what i understand only the first phase of a of a long painful transition um to to have that many other businesses affected by it it's it's a disastrous situation for springfield it's a very very bad thing and to think that you know, Bud's just saying, "Nah, at least we're doing our best to, to deal with guns." No, you're not. They're just going to be made somewhere else. That's mm-hmm. it. Same guns, and a very good chance they'll make even more of them. Stupid. Well, there you know, there are some people who just um, at politicians too, who who believe that their base uh, might be more the people who are victims of gun violence than who are employees of gun makers. And I'm guessing Bud's probably one of those people. Well, I think we can all agree that nobody likes gun violence, and we would all like to see something be done about it. But if it comes at the expense of damaging our economy to that degree, I think that's a problem. I think it's a short-sighted thing. The other thing that Signoli said, though, was that Tennessee has no income tax for individuals. So all these CEOs want to move down there because there's so many more tax incentives. So that's it's not just the piece of this legislation. I'm sure they had this planned years ago oh. to, to explore other places where you wouldn't have to you know, we don't give these tax incentives like other, some other states do. So yeah, when I, you're enticing somebody to come down there and put up shop. Yeah, but uh, I wonder how much of that enticing, how long that enticing goes for. You know, you said they probably were planning this for years. I don't know. I, you know, maybe this enticement thing really only started when the law was proposed to stop making assault rifles. And then somebody came along, you know, some... Uh, red state came along and came to Smith and Wesson and said, "Hey, listen, uh, you know this uh, this law that's being passed or being talked about in Massachusetts is going to hurt you guys." And here you are, 
centered in Massachusetts, based in Massachusetts. Why don't you come on down here? And it might have only been, you know, over the past six months or so. And he got down there. He, he said, what down. you want? Yeah. I said, I want tax-free, uh, uh, income tax-free. He said, what time is <laughs> it? The clock on the wall said 2 o'clock. I, I three, do. Three o'clock. But, but I think now that even, even with the legislation, uh, you know, being stalled right now, it's not, nothing's been moved forward. Mm-hmm. But they've already had the discussions with the people in Tennessee going, yeah, you're not going to leave now. We got you in here. Well, you, I mean, uh, no, no, once, no income tax for your CEOs. Once the conversation happens between any company and someone who is being particularly uh, business friendly like it's like Tennessee is, I'm sure there's a lot of businesses around the area saying, hmm, I wonder if maybe we should consider leaving Massachusetts or the Springfield area too. Yeah, because like the, the bullet en- makers. Well, because the environment in in uh, Tennessee might be a little bit more friendly and maybe easier financially to do business there. So, seven hundred and fifty people have to decide whether or not they want to move to Tennessee and stay working with Smith and Smith and Wesson. Well, I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee. Oh well, hey, that's <laughs> uh, that's understandable, Steve. <laughs> He'll pack your bags tonight. I would, I would, I think I would do it. I think I would do it. I, I read that article. You know, we talked about this a, a week or so ago about uh, about Nashville. Um, you know, as long as it was not the hills of Tennessee, yeah. the the mountainous area of Tennessee, you'd, you'd still be stuck listening to that god awful country music. And, and there's no way, hey, to, there's no way to run. For believe me, there's there's not a lot of places to run here as long as uh, as long as Trailer Trash is playing three shows a night. <laughs> Six. <laughs> <laughs> now they cut back a little because of the outdoor venues. It's 623 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's 626 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's not going to be a very nice day. Uh, rainy. And uh, tomorrow possibly rainy. And then uh, it looks like uh, good for the middle to the later part, latter part of the week. Uh, latter, later. Um, Whatever the first one is. Yeah, yeah. 58 right now in downtown Springfield. So all I want to say then, because I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but this uh, this Squid Game, um, which you know, I mean, you can read about this stuff anywhere, and I suppose if you don't want to know, then you don't read it, and if you don't want to know now, then uh, turn turn away from the radio. What am I doing? I haven't seen it. Don't ruin it for me. You're not gonna watch it. How do you know what I'm going to watch and what I'm not going to watch? I think you're going to watch. If it's something it. you don't like, there's a very good chance I will. Yeah. Uh, let me save you the aggravation. Don't bother. Although the 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 uh, red light green light is actually, uh, I'd like to play it the way they did. Uh, okay, and how did they play it? Well, there's 456 people, right? Yeah, and they're all basically. Um, I, I can't say they're being held there because they voluntarily went because they were all in debt, heavily in debt. And uh, th- they believed that this was a way to get out of debt. And I won't, I won't give the whole setup of where the money was, you know, the money situation of it was. But uh, the, what they were doing was they were, it was a series of games. I believe it was supposed to be six games. And what they didn't realize until it was time to play the first game was loser dies. So um, red light, green light. It, with 456 players, um, I, I had actually forgotten. I read about this, but I had forgotten how you played red light, green light as a kid. But they had this giant 
Uh, remember, this is all in South Korea. Uh, so this giant, like, female South Korean doll. Mm-hmm. She's probably, I don't know, 15 feet high. And they're all inside of this enclosure um, with walls and and uh, and a ceiling. And uh, so the giant doll turns its head towards the crowd of 456 people and says, uh, I'm sorry, turns away with, with her, like her head buried in her arm and says uh, green light. And then everybody is obviously trying to move forward because if you get to a certain point forward, that's it. You won and you, you go on. Um, and then when she turns her head back towards the crowd and says red light, anyone, a, a, again, it's a computer, so it can detect any movement of any one of the 456 people at the moment that it turns and looks at the crowd. Right. And anyone who's moving, these squares open up at the top of the walls right at the ceiling line, and machine gun barrels come poking out, and everyone who moves is shot and killed. So by the end of the game, there's about... 175 people dead, mm. and the rest go on to the next game. But but in the meantime, you know, it was probably eight or ten red light, green light things where, you know, people either moved or in, in the initial one, half of the people who were shot were shot because of their panic from seeing the other people shot, but for, made them move, but and for, then the computer saw that. For a guy who wasn't really into the show, you certainly seem to be worked up into well, it. Well, this episode I liked because I I would like to I would like to see if we could have a, a some kind of a station event with this type of red light green light. No, game. I don't I don't think we have the kind of release forms it well, takes to actually kill a contestant I, if they lose. I think I think Smith and Wesson's kind of screwed us out of it anyway. <laughs> we have to rent our own guns. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Two ships collide out in the middle of the ocean. Two ships collide in the night. That's right. Out in the middle of the ocean. One of the ships is loaded with red paint. The other ship is loaded. These are cruise ships, by the way. Right. The other ship is loaded with blue paint. All of the passengers were marooned. <laughs> marooned. You see red and blue mixed together make makes marooned. Maroonish the passengers color. all got that way. <laughs> Booyah! 633 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing, Siding, Roof Shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF.NET today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Finally, some good news. Uh, Springfield's overall crime rate dropped for the seventh year in a row. Yeah, Nice. Baby. Yeah. While violent crime as a separate category increased. Yes, I was going to say, uh, before we celebrate, let's... Uh, let's do the B side of that story. Well, you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you always look for the positive, John. You yeah, <laughs> not really, not so much. See, like, it's in other words, the positive people uh, who won red light, green light, uh, live to play the next game. The reality is, a lot of people died. That's true. the uh, The annual report from the FBI uh, titled "Crime in the United States" was released by the U.S. Department of Justice. And indicated the overall crime rate and decreased uh, 
that the overall crime rate decreased nationwide, but like in the Springfield area, there was a slight increase in violent incidents. That was the title they uh, settled on. Yeah. The, uh, the original title was Who Daddy? Yeah, well, that's usually. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's what they. I think that was the considered. Original. I don't know. Yeah. That came from Todd. He's new on the force. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, according to the FBI report, Springfield's overall crime rate decreased by 4% during the one-year period between 2019 and 2020. Property crimes such as burglary, larceny, motor vehicle theft, and arson decreased by 7%, while violent crimes such as murder, non-negligent manslaughter, rape, robbery, and aggravated assault increased by 6%. Well, the, the problem was also partly that, you know, we were in the pandemic. We were, many of us were, uh, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not sequestering, but... Uh, um, quarantined? Yes, quarantined. So there were less burglaries. There was less driving. There were less people going out, but there were more people being stuck in the house together, which is how you had more murders, manslaughters, and negligent homicides. Yeah, I'll uh, let me just correct you there, because that was between 2019 and 2020. Not oh. 2020 to 2021. No, nineteen is when 2019 is when the pandemic started. Well, yes, but we didn't start locking things down until March of 2020. So if the uh, one-year period between yeah. 2019 and 2020, that's what they're, they're reporting. All right, well, never mind everything I said. Well, it sounds to me like a lot of uh, criminals are just losing their patience. You know, you, the olden days, they'd, uh, you know, they'd stick you for your wallet, you give them your wallet, and maybe they don't shoot you. Now they just shoot you, then they grab your wallet. It just shows a lot of impatience to me. Well, it also shows a lot of, as I've said over the years, um, you know, a lot of getting to the range, practicing. Yeah, but the ranges were shut down because of uh, COVID, and so you, what could you, what well, could you? But what if could the murder you... numbers were up, you know, and most of them were shootings, um, if the numbers were up and they weren't assaults, you know, people people were dying. I mean, unless it was a giant uh, red light, green light game. We should have Somewhere. a giant red light green. That's what I said a yeah. few minutes ago. Well, I know. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple uh, men have been arrested and charged following an undercover operation in Springfield, according to Ryan Walsh, public information officer for the Springfield Police Department, because that's his new title now. That's what they said. Who's this writing? This? Western Mass News. Ah. The arrests were made over a number of hours on Thursday afternoon into the evening. The Massachusetts uh, State Police... A high-risk victims unit under the direction of uh, Brian Galvin. Well, I don't know. There's a bunch matter. of people. Uh, yeah. They arrested a bunch yeah. of these Johns. And then, uh, what do you do? You know? Mm -hmm. You get to, uh, between 2.30 and 10.30 p.m. 2.30 to 10.30? Yeah. That's a second shift. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. We're Please. looking for hard-working individuals who can... <laughs> Well, yeah, but if they're making more on unemployment, that's why they're not out getting jobs. Uh, but uh, Ryan said uh, these suspects arrested uh, responded to an ad investigators placed on an undisclosed website where they were seeking sexual favors in exchange for money. Uh, what website is this? Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, Ryan. You don't we, give me any leads. We would like oh, to know where they're looking. Boy, that sounds... Mm, that sounds very close to entrapment. There's, there's got to be there's got to be something about this that that made it okay. I mean, if they if if the cops were simply running an ad and calling people calling guys in for sexual favor, that's entrapment. And and, and I'm guessing yeah, it has to be tweaked some way. Yeah, for them to not right. fall into that category. Mm -hmm. That's what. But I want to know what the uh, the website is. But was Backpage shut down? Yeah, 
Yeah. And Craigslist obviously doesn't have those things anymore. Yeah, but I I believe uh, it's not that difficult to make a new website. No, I know, but I just want to know. Squarespace.com type of thing. What website it is. Mm. Well, it's know. probably shut down now anyway. They well, got what they needed on Thursday, and uh, they'll they'll put it back up again if they want to do another one of these uh, waste-of-time police duties. You know, I'm uh, I'm looking at the uh, the six mug shots of the yeah. Johns that were pinched because those those are always uh, I think those are interesting to always look at. And um, I want to say there's a a couple of these dudes that probably didn't need to go down this road. They probably could find a nice lady somewhere with just a I don't know a clean shirt to brush their teeth. You know how many times over the course of 26 years you have used the phrase I don't want to judge a book by its cover. And, then, and you... then in the last month, you've probably done it at least eight times. Well, I'm not judging the entire book. I'm really j- just judging this one chapter. Uh-huh. And this one chapter said, uh, in the middle of the afternoon, <laughs> they decided they got an itch that needs to be scratched. Yeah, and well. you know, here we are now. It's Monday morning. They don't have any names. Uh, well, they do, but I'm not going to go into the names. But it's like some of these guys don't really need to go down this road. They seem to be perfectly... Upstanding citizens. What, like Bun Chan? Uh, yeah. 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 But that guy, uh, that, I, mean, I don't see why yeah. he couldn't find a nice nice girl at a well, social gathering. Again, on the other hand, uh, some knucklehead walking into a store on surveillance video in Chicopee last week, you described as, um, oh, hell, what was the what was it you, you, you described him as? It was a potential wine snob, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, second. that's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he looked absolutely nothing like a wine snob. Well, see, I can I, I would tend to disagree. Yeah, uh, he, well. uh, he seemed like the kind of kid who, who clearly knew how to take two bottles worth, $160 worth of alcohol, and make the most of it. Well, anyone can know how to do that when price tags are on items. Yes, but if you're if you're... If you know what you're doing, you're not just grabbing any two bottles. You're saying, no, well, this, you're this, is, the price tag. this is a, a better vintage, and clearly that uh, explains the $75 price tag. All right. Uh, Greenfield Publix. Start calling you, uh, start calling you Mr. Borders. I don't, even, I don't even know what you're talking about. Borders Books. Borders yeah. Books. Yeah, I'm Man, talking about a place that used to be I open. going to say, you're stuck at a bookstore <laughs> from the aughts, man. Yeah, I, I was going to call yeah. them Walden. I'll I'll go take my book to the to the uh, to the McDonald's that no longer exists on State Street. Uh, Greenfield public school students have been put on notice regarding a disturbing new social media trend: the "slap a teacher" challenge on oh, social media God. platform TikTok. Challenges participants to post videos of them slapping teachers, which Greenfield school superintendent Christine DeBar says may constitute assault and will not be tolerated. Of course, it would constitute assault. It constituted assault when I was slapped by a teacher, but I never turned her in. I should have. Yeah, but this is kids slapping the teacher. I know, yeah. I know. But nevertheless, it was, it was a bad example. Mm. Mrs. Aren't there milk Mrs. crates to Dunn stack? slapping me. Aren't there milk crates to stack and walk upon? Uh, that, that was that was, yeah, that was, that was so ju- July. That yeah. was July, yeah. and then it was replaced by the hubcap challenge or the, uh, the lug nut challenge. They got all these. Uh, there's a, there was a whole list of challenges I saw last week. Like now it's slap a teacher. The next one is uh, something about cheese on a wall. Like putting ch- slices of cheese everywhere. Yeah, these kids get nothing better. No, yeah, they don't. They don't. They should uh, play red light, green light. A uh, district. <laughs> Not the one. way you play. You want to play. <laughs> 
A district-wide notification to that effect was circulated uh, late last week. Wow, so. district-wide. What, what was it, like four four miles? Well, Greenfield's pretty big. It is pretty big. I uh, I told you I spent some time up there a couple of weeks ago at the, uh, the AAA office. And that was about it. Most of the people up there are staying at the AA office, the AA office. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they, that's because mo- most of them can't spell the AAA. You need a sponsor for that. Yes, you do. A uh, former South Deerfield water superintendent has surrendered his professional license following a state investigation. Attorney oh. General Maura Healy says Roger Sadowski allegedly altered state water quality reports and improperly oversaw the removal of asbestos during an emergency pipe repair. Sadowski has uh, also been fined $200,000 and permanently barred from working in the public water supply business. Well, how do you expect me to come up with $200,000? But this was my dream. Yo, well, you ruined it, Sadowski. <laughs> now I'm supposed to come up with $200,000 when I'm out of work? How am I supposed to feed my family? Well, you should have thought of that when you were altering water reports, Sadowski. <laughs> altering water reports. What a, what a criminal. It does sound it does sound like uh, something from a movie out of uh, somebody who would get in trouble a lot. Yeah, hey, Sadowski! Yeah. <laughs> Are you altering these water reports? Where's that asbestos pipe? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just doing my job. Uh, a 38-year-old man in Missouri named James Kurtz was trying to sell a catalytic converter on Facebook Marketplace last week. But in the background of the photo, there was a giant bag of meth along with a syringe. Oh, yeah. That's that's not... That's bad framing. And my guess is he had just cut that catalytic converter out of somebody's car. Probably. Uh, A Facebook user tipped off the police. Investigators raided James's (laughs) house last Wednesday and seized meth and a thirty-eight caliber pistol. He had previous felony convictions, so he can't have guns. By the way, James was asked about the photo, and he said he didn't realize the meth in the syringe made the shot. Oh, damn it. Oh, man. Those things must have uh, photobombed me. Yeah, those people who, like, can't. They have to take multiple pictures to get it perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're most likely going to share it on social media, Mm. and they don't want people picking apart the photo. Right. You should go out to Facebook Marketplace and type in catalytic converters to see how many of them are for sale. Did you look? Yeah. It's uh, There's a lot. And my guess is they're they're not all gotten legally. That uh, that marketplace is. I the thing that gets me is people use their real names to do that. Yeah, well, you know, if you're gonna sell somebody something, they're gonna know your name, aren't they? Yeah. Well, you. I mean, it is possible that there are no names involved in some of these transactions. Yeah, the legitimate transactions. That's not a big deal. I'm talking about the people who, uh, like this guy who just put this picture up, and somebody says. Hey, there's meth in a syringe in that photo. Yeah, but I really need a catalytic converter. So maybe, maybe I can overlook the meth in the syringe. Yeah. And I'll just hook up with the guy to get the converter. What was the, what was the asking price? Did it, did, uh, did it Six say? Six bucks. It did not say well, how much the uh, catalytic converter is, but those things are pretty damn expensive. Well, they... It's like fifteen hundred dollars or more. It d- it totally depends. A lot of them are anywhere between four hundred bucks. I'm I think the most expensive one I've seen so far is fourteen hundred. That's crazy. Yeah. 
your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, not so nice. Rainy most of the day with a high of 60. Tomorrow, cloudy. Could see some rain showers then, too, with a high of 61. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 and the Doobie Brothers on Rock 102. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. What? Um, well, I don't, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know how many people know this. Um, it's October, right? I think most people are aware of that. So, uh, that means Oktoberfests. Uh, yes. In fact, uh, later on this morning, we'll give away tickets to the uh, Muddy Oktoberfest of the Student Prince. Yeah, which one? Uh, well, it runs from the 8th to the 23rd every Friday and Saturday through the month of October. Yeah, and I'm looking at the website right now. So uh, this Friday night, Unforgettable Fire, they are that that really, really good uh, U2 cover band. Then the next night is L.A. Backstage Pass, which is a really, really good 80s cover band. Mm-hmm. Then a week from Friday is Trailer Trash, right? which is a really, really rare opportunity to see them guys. Because they never get out. Nope. And then a week from Saturday night, is Aquanet, where you can hear some of the best Jethro Tull anyone has ever played they anywhere. They don't do any Jethro Tull with Aquanet. And then there's <laughs> uh, the the last, well, probably not the last weekend of October. It might be the second to last. Uh, you'll have Southern Rain playing on uh, Friday the 22nd, and then the Savage Brothers on Saturday the 23rd. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll- every Friday and Saturday night for the next three weeks. And uh, we'll be uh, giving away four packs of tickets. So you could uh, probably, uh, you and a guest could probably go to two of them. Or uh, you alone yeah. could go to four of them. Yeah, you alone could go to four of them. Yes. That's what I'd be doing. Hey, if you missed any uh, part of the Bax O'Brien show, you can always go on BaxnoBrien.com and download the daily podcast. It's available at your fingertips at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from BaxnoBrien.com. Also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest, Rick Wakeman of Yes, he'll be coming to the Academy of Music on the 15th of October. So you'll uh, be able to hear that interview uh, right now on BaxnoBrian.com. Right now? Yeah. You'll be listening to this show right yeah, now. Yeah, but if you find that uh, you know, you're talking about red light, green light uh, is not really your thing, and you'd rather listen to the stories of Rick Wakeman from Yes, you could go and listen to that. Or maybe uh, you're like, uh, I don't know about that uh, Cohen. I, I want to listen to him. Right. I mean, you it's know. Uh, you know, the Rick Wakeman interview is longer than Cohen would be on, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, you could always... Skip it, or you listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. Yeah. You can listen to it anytime. Listen to it after 10 o'clock. Sure. It's uh, 6.55 on Rock 102. If you need a job with flexible hours. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a bit of a surprise for you. The Red Sox made the playoffs. They did it without stealing signs from an outfield camera. They did it without juicing the balls. They did it without banging on trash cans. They did it by beating one of the worst teams in the National League, the Washington Nationals, in a thrilling come-from-behind victory with Rafael Devers banging in a two-run home run in the ninth inning to beat the Nationals 7-5. Now, the truth is, beating the Nationals in their final regular season game simplifies the entire process heading into the postseason. 
You see, the Red Sox will be hosting the Yankees tomorrow night of the American League Wild Card Series for a single make-or-break game that determines who gets to lose the next round of the playoffs against Tampa, who happens to be the best team in the American League. However, had the Red Sox choked all over themselves, that would have sent the Wild Card race into a mind-numbing cluster job that would have been impossible to understand. Had they lost, that would have put the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Toronto Blue Jays in a three-way tie for both wildcard spots. That would have sparked a convoluted miasma of incomprehensible contingencies, and that would have required a long, long, boring explanation. An Excel spreadsheet, additional wiring, an abacus, and perhaps one of those maps loaded with sticky notes and push pins. Thankfully, I'm not going to have to explain any of those complicated scenarios to you. I simply have to prepare you for the possibility of a horrendous disappointment from yet another potentially painful Red Sox-Yankees one-game playoff series. But that's tomorrow's job. Today, I just have to tell you how lucky we are that we don't have to involve any algebraic equations into the conversation. We simply have to endure nine more innings of baseball's most heated rivalry. And while I'm not so sure I'm up for it, I don't believe I'll have any choice, and neither will any of you. But hey, none of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A Carhartt Knit Cuff Beanie. Now that's a hat. Keeps you warm, looks sweet. Carhartt Knit Cuff Beanies are only 17 bucks all month at Rocky's. What color are you gonna get? Brown, green, orange? How about all three? Pick your color at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. It's 708. With Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Rainy day, all day long. Uh, high of 61. 58 now in downtown Springfield. In the studios right now to talk about, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, hockey, basketball, some tennis, golf perhaps. It's uh, Scott cricket. Cohen. Cricket is a cricket good game. Is, it's a oh, good game. Cricket's we good. We never talk about cricket. <laughs> so, last night uh, you and I were at the, at the deck in Northampton. Yep. Uh, getting ready for that game. We were. And uh, once the game started and kicked in it's like you know i think everybody expected that tom brady would just walk away with this game kind of i i would imagine that's fair and uh he didn't do that he didn't do that no he did not i think what he did he did on purpose i think he was (laughs) like uh you know look i don't want to embarrass anybody here uh i'm back i'm back where i where i belong um i by the way i i I watched the whole uh hour long before it on nbc and uh i did see a, a hottie they were interviewing out in the parking lot with a T-shirt on that said, I'm bucking Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> that's clever. That's, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. That's there why That's why she got interviewed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was kind of, I mean, it was kind of cool to see, you know, before the game, you know, he arrives at, uh, at Gillette Stadium and he got lost. Pe- no, people were applauding him and cheering him, of and I, th- I think that was—I mean—that was cool. I think you would yeah. expect that if, let's say, Big Poppy had gone to another team and won a Super, uh, you know, a, a World Series. If he comes back, you know, people, you know, love the guy. There's only a handful of athletes that you could say would have that kind of cachet. No question about it. Big Poppy, Larry Bird. Bobby Orr. After that, it's kind of a very small. It is list of uh, of of people. It was just it was just really nice to see. I love the way they cheered him both times when he came on the field for first first for the practice and then the second time when the two teams came out of the tunnels 
And then the first time the Buccaneers took the field on offense, they booed him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, hysterical. it was hysterical. <laughs> you know, it, it was one of the you, listen, we're um, you know, like you said, it, it, it didn't happen with Big Poppy. It did happen with Bobby Orr. It did happen with Ray Bork. Uh, didn't happen with Larry Bird, but you know that these things don't happen that often. It it was it was from you know from beginning to the end. It, it, Brady got treated exactly the way he was supposed to. Um, like John said, they interviewed a woman with the T-shirt on. They also had a couple of of uh, freeze frames with Patriots fans, and you know their their quotes. <laughs> was some woman from Ashfield, or just oh, yeah. north of here, yeah. you know, and she's like she's right out of Central Casting for uh, Ashfield. And she said that um, I'll cheer him. I love him. Uh, everything's great. But when, when the game starts, forget about it. <laughs> they also so. showed, uh, which I didn't realize, you know, talking about um, all the quarterbacks who played after the age of forty and how many how many touchdowns they had. And uh, you know, when Brady talks about wanting to play till fifty, George Blanda threw three touchdowns mm. at the age of forty-eight. Right. We've talked. I, we've talked about him. I know we've talked about him, but I didn't remember that he was still playing yeah. quarterback. I thought he was a kicker. No, man, he did it. That was the crazy thing about yeah. him, John. Uh, you know, I, that, I was in junior high school. I think like seventh grade when that when that whole thing was going on with him. And um, yeah, he. I mean, he he drive the Raiders down to the thirty five yard line and then kick the field goal. The guy was a, he was like Superman. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, the other thing that I – this is something that obviously everybody who's a football fan probably knows, and for some reason I just discovered last night. Uh, Brady broke Drew Brees' yep. uh, passing yard record. But what I didn't realize for some reason, I guess just sheer ignorance, if a, if a quarterback throws a, a pass five yards down the field and a receiver runs it 90 yards for a touchdown – that's 90 yards of passing, part of his passing record, right? John, I got to tell you something. <laughs> I've, no, I've known you I, for I know, 25 I years, I and, I, it's, it, and I just still can't believe that a day can happen like this well, where <laughs> I just realize what a friggin' genius you are. I, I just you know, sometimes, sometimes how, I realize how stupid yeah. I sound, uh, but by the same token, how stupid that is. If he throws a five-yard pass and the and the receiver runs it 90 yards, that's not 90 passing oh yards. God. It's five yards. I, I got to tell you something, Baxi. When I got out of the car a little while ago to yeah. walk in this building, this yeah. is not the conversation that I thought I was going to yeah, have. I know. Yeah. Come on, John. What's cricket? the matter if, with you? If the pass brings a forward momentum to the ball wherever the ball ends on that particular play is how many yards they are set now john how about this here's another caveat for you if you if if uh if the quarterback gets 90 yards on said play and then the next play he loses three yards they Mm. take those three yards away from him no duh duh yeah right like i didn't know that yeah now we're just being stupid we're being stupid now um Um, hey listen so so uh quick overview about the game i i thought it was really it was really unfortunate with the weather um i don't think we got a chance to see uh brady i think brady was a little nervous um he 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 seemed a little tight. He was overthrowing and underthrowing a lot of receivers more so than we're used to seeing. I think the weather. It was unfortunate that the weather played a, a part in the game, and I think it did. Um, meantime, Mac Jones was just sensational. 
Patriots had absolutely no running game last night whatsoever, and granted, they, they've had some injuries in that department. That kid, the, he carried that team the whole night and just played great. Well, I was going to mention that, because when you do like a side-by-side comparison, uh, it's pretty damn close. I mean, obviously, the touchdown passes from uh, from Mac Jones, two as opposed to Brady's none, but you look at the... Uh, you look at the uh, the the completions, the yards. I mean, you, Mac Jones played a hell of a game. And it's like 19, it, 19 straight completions, the most by a rookie in forty years in the NFL. That's remarkable. It's remarkable. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't happen. And you know, the thing is, I mean, I realize that people love Tom Brady, and 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 understandably so. The guy gave you everything he had for a million years. But at some point, like every athlete, they move on. Mm-hmm. And now you have a guy in in Mac Jones where you can say, "All right, we're we're one and three, but this is clearly a guy who they're going to wind up building around just to suit him for the next couple of years." There's no no question, Bax. And the other thing is, and I thought was uh, it was one of the well the turning point of the game. I thought I thought Belichick made a mistake at the end of the game with uh, with under a minute to go. They you know uh, it was fourth and three, I guess. They should, and they a 56-yard field goal in a driving rainstorm. I'm sorry. Belichick is, you know, uh, uh, to be critical of him, we've seen it before. He's really conservative. He should have let the team try to make that first down, and they would have been in much better. They had plenty of time, and they would have been much in much better shape to kick a field goal. I thought that was a, a mistake, but or, but that or, being said, or they should have taken uh, what they suggested earlier uh, in the pregame. They should have taken Adam Vinatieri out of the stand. <laughs> yeah, I heard him say. <laughs> there you go. I got it. What Nick Volk made third? What thirty three field goals in a row? Some crazy yeah, thing. I mean, if 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 you're if you're Belichick, you could you could say, well, statistically speaking. You know, everything is on his side to make. I mean, fifty-six is a long kick in that in, in good weather. In good weather, never mind where everything is slippery in it. But you know, and he only, you know, twelve more inches. It's it's good, and they win the game. That's what she said. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and did you know that if it's a fifty-six yard field goal, it's kicked <laughs> from the forty-six yard line? I man, God, I gotta come down and, sh- and yeah. have a. Take notes from you from now on. Hey, um, we, hey, so so last night, tremendous success despite the loss all the way around. Absolutely. I mean, I, it, it, yes, it, it it didn't become the blowout people thought it would be. He didn't. Uh, you know, Brady wasn't able to cover the point spread, and ninety four percent of the bets that were placed in that game were on Tom Brady to cover the spread. Yeah, there are a lot of pissed off yeah, poor people today. Yeah, exactly. So we need to talk about the uh, the Red Sox. Yep. Um, so they're they're going to be playing that one game wild card playoff against the Yankees tomorrow night. Yep. Had they we you and I were talking about this last night. Had they lost last night, it would have put the Yankees, the Red Sox, and Toronto into a three way tie. Right. For the wild card, which would have just been ridiculous. It would have been. There was a there was a part of me because I was I was kind of keeping my eye on the on the Red Sox score, <laughs> you know, for most of the night. There was a part of me saying I don't like seeing them lose, but there's a part of me that would like to see them yeah. lose to see how they would get through this 
cluster screwing of a of a of a of a, of a play in, and it would have been like a like a double elimination. It, it's a, it would have been a crazy scenario had it played out that way. If they all ended up tied, it would have been like you said a cluster. You know what? Yeah. But listen, we got we got the game we wanted. Um, they made it. Um, and you know the the two aces go tomorrow night. Uh, Nate Valdi and uh, Garrett Cole. And we got what we wanted, and you know, and I. Uh, the Red Sox certainly have a lot of holes in their lineup, and they've got they've got their issues. But listen, we got the game we wanted. You got the game you wanted, and whoever wins that game is going to be blown out very I'm very not, quickly I'm by not, Tampa Bay. I'm not so sure about that, man. You know, listen. Once you get you get like say you get in the tournament, and uh, all bets are off. All right, okay. Let, let's say let's say the Red Sox make the the World Series. Okay, they're going to lose to San Francisco. Yeah. Everyone's going to lose to San Francisco. Yep. That's the best team in baseball. They what are. are they got like 107 wins? Yeah, I mean, and, it's crazy. Yeah, and the, the Dodgers are good too, and the Brewers are good, and they're yeah the Nat the St. Louis won like 17 games in a row uh, down the stretch to 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 get in uh, to a wild card right. spot. I mean, we'd all like to see the Red Sox win, but let's just keep in mind that whoever does is bound for disappointment. I That's just, all I'm saying. I'm just, I, if they can make it to the American League, the ALCS, that will be an accomplishment. And, you know, it gives us something to talk about. And from a business standpoint, everybody's happier. Everybody's engaged. So let's go Red Sox. They played at 3.05 yesterday? Yeah, everybody did, John. That was, um, and I... Oh, so then it was well over before the Patriots game. It definitely was. It, it was. But and, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they moved it specifically for that game. No, what they did is uh, Major League Baseball moved all of the games uh, of any consequence to 3.05 because they didn't want teams, say, a team playing at night um if they uh if they got a better matchup they may hold players back so everybody was on an even playing field in major league baseball all the games of consequence started at 305 huh, i yeah, like that i yeah. did too yeah i thought that was very pretty interesting hmm. so the uh the patriots take on uh, houston uh yep. next game on. houston Houston. No Houston. son of a bitch from Houston has ever uh, taken on the Patriots. Yeah, one of these bastards yeah. is going to win these, this game with these sons of bitches <laughs> on the field. Um, yeah, so that's uh, it's uh, a battle of one and three teams. Yeah. So and 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 they were they were interviewing some of the uh, the uh, Tampa's key players, and they said the uh, Patriots did not look like a one and three team. And like I said, they damn near won the game. And um, all thumbs up for Mac Jones and the future's bright. For sure. And, when you, and thank Tom Brady for playing so soft. Yeah, 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 thank, yeah, thank, yeah. He really, thanks, he really eased up. <laughs> yeah. Although you know, I was really hearing hearing stories last week about how Tom Brady is privately telling people he wants to run the score up as high as he can <laughs> because he knows that if we're, if the shoe were on the other foot, Belichick would run the score up. Yeah, on him. I thought I Tom Brady if if the if the weather was a little bit better and he wasn't so jazzed up because he was. He wanted to win that game 35 to nothing. So you know, last week, there's this uh, the story about the book that comes out between the relationship of Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick. And there's all kinds of things that, you know, they did a, a bunch of interviews of, of people who, you know, claim to have been either a part of conversations or overheard conversations between these two guys. And I think Belichick kind of said it best. Listen, we had worked together for 20 years. At some point, there are going to be arguments and disagreements and and uh, and all kinds of things, but at the end of the day, we had a good working relationship together because we got to the Super Bowl ten times. I mean, it, you, I mean, it's you can com- you can you can try to expose a breakdown in that relationship, 
But that relationship was still very, very successful no matter how you look at it. You don't have to like somebody that you've worked with for a long time. Many of us can't stand some people. Just to be good at it. That's right. I mean, come on. I've I've heard stories like that. Some people can't even stand each other. They can't even work in the same room together. Sometimes not even in the same building or zip code. Well, when they write that book, uh, I'll be one of the first ones to uh, (laughs) purchase it. You can write the forward. I'm talking about uh, you. I'll write... (laughs) I'll write I'll write the forward (laughs) very good so we'll uh, talk to you next week yeah you bet very good Scott Cohen it's 722 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102 Caden Singh it's 726 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102 oh hang on I wasn't paying attention uh okay very interesting uh story on the Today Show which was actually on 60 Minutes this uh, uh whistleblower at Facebook who is uh, apparently saying that Facebook has uh, many times, and, and most recently uh, in the last election, uh, considered profits over public safety. And, and she's like, like, they said she has tens of thousands of documents that because she used to work there, and uh, and that they uh, they prefer divisiveness because it gets more people to stay on Facebook longer and click ads more, and, and uh, it's an interesting allegation. But nevertheless. <laughs> I'm, not su- I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, I mean, that's, that's what makes uh, social media so much damn fun. It's the conflict. You, you guys, uh, I'm going to put this out right away as soon as I can because I just came up with the idea and you guys are invited. Um, they're, they're talking about how the CDC, Dr. Fauci yesterday said it's way too early to figure out whether or not we should be able to spend the holidays together, mm-hmm. unlike last year when we when we knew we couldn't. This point now, we're not sure. He's saying it's still you know months away. Uh, although I was in a Walmart over the weekend where all of the Christmas decorations are already out. Um, yeah, but that's different than you know decorating your home is different than oh yeah. spending it all with your family. But uh, they are suggesting things like neighborhood waves. That you drive around your neighborhood just waving at everybody and uh, virtual dance parties. Yeah, I totally see you doing both of those. I, I don't know about the neighborhood wave, uh, but I am going to host a virtual dance party for Thanksgiving. You're going to dance. I'm going to, well, I'm going to host the uh, the the Zoom uh, thing. <sighs> There's yeah. so many questions I have. One, are you the DJ in charge of the music? Well, I haven't gotten to the details yet. Um, I, uh, are I, you going to be the one to initiate a Zoom meeting? Yeah, probably. I'm not sure. Have you ever initiated a Zoom uh, meeting before? No, not yet, but there's a first yeah, for everything. That's, that's um, what I'm thinking. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you, you'd have to we'll, be able to invite people we'll see. to the Zoom meeting. Well, maybe I will on Facebook. You would have to figure out how to invite people on the Facebook. Uh, well, maybe I'll watch 60 Minutes. That's the only thing you've said in the last two <laughs> seconds that made sense. <laughs> it's 720. It's 730 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Of all the challenges Eastern States Exposition President Eugene J. Cassidy faced while trying to open the Big E Fair during the pandemic, the biggest one was the uncertainty. On closing day, he was breathing a sigh of relief that nothing major went wrong during the 17-day fair, but Cassidy, who also serves as the CEO, admitted he was more tired at the end of his run of the fair than any other in his 28 years working at the Eastern States Exposition. Because he's older. 
Of course it is. Yeah. And by the way, those are the uh, fine written words of Jeanette DeForge. Well, you got to sell the sizzle on this Yeah, oh, she's selling the sizzle, all right. And the days before the fair began, on September 17th, the uh, coronavirus infection rate spiked in Western Mass, and Bay State Health reported more than having 100 patients with COVID-19 admitted for the first time since February. Two days before the fair, the Board of Health issued an indoor mask mandate and recommended people also wear face coverings outdoors when in crowds. Yeah, but you missed missed uh, Eugene J. Cassidy's quote. The biggest challenge was being on pins and needles until the 11th hour. Would they impose an indoor and outdoor mask mandate? Could they shut us down? These are the questions everybody wanted to know. If if it was 17 days long, the 11th hour was like early on the first day. Yeah, but you know, you're you're always, it's like anything else. It's like, you know, right before anything happens, that's when you're the most anxious. Once it starts, it runs itself. Yeah, but the 11th hour is nothing in in a 17-day fair. As the fair ended Sunday night. Considering how the Big E has lost gobs of money over the last two years, I would say, uh, yeah, that 11th hour probably meant something to him. As the fair ended Sunday night, officials reported the final number of fairgoers was 1,498,774 spread over the 17 days. Wow. the 177,238 uh, attendance figure on Saturday topped the 176,544 person record set on the Saturday of the 2019 version. The second the Saturday. Whatever. Well, no, it's important because it's a record. Second Saturday of the 2019 fair. Yes, but it's the third Saturday, so now that's not really the third no, this Saturday was, uh, of the, the second this week. Was the second Right, but the third Saturday of this year beat the second Saturday of two years ago, which was the previous record. Uh, you know, this is all too confusing. We're splitting me. hairs here. No, we're it not. Was, we're uh, talking about record setting. Y- yes, but, I mean, you know, what's happened Gene, on Saturday. Uh, Eugene J. Cassidy does not split hairs. <sighs> yeah, but it's kind of like the when we do those movie opening. Uh, uh, this was the second biggest movie opening since the third time a documentary was made <laughs> oh, about... Yeah. It's like sports statistics. Right. He's the winningest pitcher who only had four fingers on his left hand. But he's a right-handed pitcher. To pitch on a Saturday <laughs> on an even-numbered day. They, they got a great picture of that Beulah the Butter sculpture. Yeah, it's a good one. Is it feet up in the air? Actually, uh, no, it's lying on its side. I yeah. think it might get up <laughs> soon. <laughs> I'm not sure. And it's melting. Well, I was wondering, what do they do at the end? Do they just start chopping it up like they did Beulah? I think they do the uh, the big chopper. Uh, <laughs> of course they did. They had to get elephant ears, <laughs> elephant meat. I think it's like that Monty Python, the big foot that just comes down and splats it onto the ground. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe next year what they should do is do a butter Gene Cassidy. Eugene J. I'm sorry, Cassidy. a butter Eugene J. Cassidy. Yeah. Walking on pins and needles. With a clock on the wall that says 11. Ooh, yeah. For the yeah. 11th hour. I like that. A butter clock. Smith and Wesson Smith and Wesson President CEO Mark Smith. I wonder if he's related. He's not, in fact, that's in that was in an article I read over the weekend from Mass Live. What that he, he is, is not related to the Smith of Smith and Wesson. He's not. That's he's it. Not. That's interesting. Uh, that's kind of like um, he does, however, have Wessonality. The West, yes, they said yeah. Wessonality. <laughs> he always fries his chicken with Wesson oil. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's kind of like uh, you know the people who own uh, Nathan Bills. Both of their last names are Sullivan, but they're not related. 
Isn't that weird? That's very weird. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something to think about. I mean, it's such an uncommon name. And How neither could you one find of them... two people named Sullivan not related. Well, and I neither mean, one I... of their first names are Nathan or Bill. No, it, it's not about the co- the commonality of the name. It's I the know. commonality of the name that they both own the same business together. Mm-hmm. That See, they these, went into business together. This is the that's a record breaker for the uh, only bar owned by uh, the same last name people who aren't related. That's one of these statistics, right? That about. has uh, an address that ends uh, with an odd number. Anyway, Smith and Wesson president and CEO Mark Smith says the company doesn't want to make an enemy of the state of Massachusetts, but he feels at least some lawmakers have made an enemy of Smith and Wesson with legislation that would ban the manufacture in Massachusetts of firearms that are unlawful to sell here. The legislation is a response to mass shootings involving semi-automatic rifles made by Smith & Wesson and other companies. Advocates say high-capacity magazines and high rates of fire uh, make the guns too dangerous for civilian hands. We are uh, under attack by the state of Massachusetts, Smith said. Well, if you're under attack, if there was only something you could arm yourself with to protect yourself from the attack. Yeah, I don't know if they're uh, into uh, creating their own militias. I just only think they're there to arm them no i just think it's kind of funny that he's saying we're under attack yeah well we can use uh we can use pea shooters and and uh, uh, uh slingshots yeah slingshots sure slingshots ceo for two years and operations director for a decade before that smith gave a tour of the bustling half million square foot factory a day after announcing the company would move its headquarters and 550 jobs in production and management to gun-friendly Maryville, Tennessee. It's not a move the company wanted to make. It'll cost $125 million that I didn't want to spend, Smith said. Yeah, but I don't want to lose a lot more than that by staying in this stupid state. Yeah, but think about how much money you're going to save in taxes now. Yeah, that's what he's thinking of, too. Yeah. It'll, uh, riding a wave of brisk gun sales, mostly to first-time buyers, Smith & Wesson said revenue hit $1.1 billion in the most recent fiscal year. Up from five hundred and twenty nine million the previous year. Yeah, That's well, a- again, the previous year was in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, people weren't really going to gun shops in the same numbers. Right. Well, what year is he talking about? Twenty nineteen versus twenty twenty. Well. Hey, uh you get those tax incentives. That's the place that you do that's you know That's where you do business. Where you want to be. The suspect in the 2018 killing of 17 people at a Florida high school goes on trial this week for allegedly attacking a jail guard. Jury selection begins today on charges Nicholas Cruz attacked a Broward County jail guard nine months after the 2018 shootings at Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland. Cruz faces a possible 15-year sentence if convicted of attempted criminal battery on Sergeant Raymond Beltran. Attorneys for the 23-year-old Cruz are expected to argue that Beltran provoked the fight. No trial date for the murder charges has been set. He will either get death or life in prison without parole if he is later convicted of first-degree murder. Well, at least you're making uh, use of your time in prison. Yeah, nothing like assaulting a guard to make your time in prison easier. Or to give yourself more time to get stuff done. Well, there's nothing really going on in prison. Because don't they normally extend your stay? They... For what? If you beat a guard. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Exactly. And now, all of the guards are going to get even. Well, when you're facing uh, life in prison, what's an extra 15 years? Well, that's that's probably true. (laughs) Right. That's Stuart Weldon. He's got three in a row coming up. Yeah, you brought up Hinckley. That was one of the things that I heard over the weekend. Like, you know, by this time, if he had shot anybody else, mm-hmm. oh, he yeah. would have been gone. He would have been out of prison Absolutely. anyway. Absolutely. I mean, people 
Sirhan Sirhan just got granted uh, parole. You know, and he did kill somebody. Was that uh, Shaka Khan? No, No, Sirhan Sirhan. I get these names. Sirhan Sirhan. Sirhan Sirhan. uh, (laughs) An erupting volcano on a Spanish island off northwest Africa has blown open two more fissures on its cone as authorities report intense activity in the area. I don't like a fissure on my cone. The new fissures are about 50 feet apart, send streaks of fiery red and orange lava towards the sea, parallel to an earlier flow that reached the Atlantic Ocean earlier last week. Officials said Friday the volcano is much more aggressive almost two weeks after it erupted on the island, island of La Palma. Overnight, uh, scientists recorded eight new earthquakes, eight earthquakes up to magnitude of 3.5. The evacuation 3. of more than 6,000. Yes, but when you have track many trailer of them, trucks that make more movement than that. Yeah, but when you're uh, when you're talking about many of them, yeah. that tends to become a problem. Actually, did you see the one... Uh, in Hawaii, on one of the islands in Hawaii, it's very cool. It's it's below ground level, so people are actually able to like stand on the rim at the top to look down at the boiling lava. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Well, they do. They can. Yeah, but that's. I think uh, you know, so many things can go wrong. Yeah, like you know what, like falling in. Uh, you have like a face full of lava shoot right into into the sky. Now I'm all set. Yeah, I, it's kind of cool. I just watched uh, Joe versus the volcano with Tom Hanks on uh, on, on purpose. Uh, yeah, I had nothing better to do. Well, apparently not. Well, uh, one of the, it's one of those uh, one of those movies where you got nothing to do for the day. You might as well just uh, watch something <laughs> crappy. It's one. It's one of those movies you watch when your remote control won't let you change channels. You know, the thing drives me nuts. Obviously, I've had issues with this cable company for a very long time anyway. But anything that I try to watch on demand Uh um, has no sound. What? Everything I ever try to watch that's already aired on demand is uh, no sound. But is it okay with your, uh, is it okay with your, um, when you record it on your DVR? Yes. That's weird. It's fine. Right. I, I, I've got the same cable uh, outfit as you do. I've never had that problem. No, I know. I, of course not. Nobody probably ever in the existence of cable television has had this problem. Do you have uh, something muted? Nope. Nope. I already checked that, too. Uh, and uh, like I said, I can watch live TV. I can watch anything I recorded. But anything on demand, no sound. No sound. No that's, sound. That's weird. Yep. Well, maybe, it sucks. Maybe you just put the subtitles on. You'll be okay. Um, uh, I didn't think of that, but I'd rather not, you know, I mean, especially like, uh, I want to see the walking dead and I don't want to be reading while I'm watching zombies eat brains. By the way, well, the, uh, the, in the uh, walking dead, they it, don't eat brains. Isn't it? I uh, don't they have like just them saying num, 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 and that's it. Probably. What do they eat? And any, any human flesh at all. Oh yeah. They don't necessarily have to, it doesn't have to. Well, be you have brain. to eat the flesh in order to get to the nougat center. No, that would be the hair and the skull. Like the back bacon? Yeah, yes. they'll eat the there back bacon, bacon. Eat, the, eat the front bacon. They're going to eat all of it. 
Back in uh, 2018, a Cleveland man named John Walford was at the home of his then-fiancee, Judy, and she asked him to carry a box of vinegar jugs from her car to the basement. Wow, she really needed vinegar, huh? Yeah. He carried the box through the back door, tripped over Judy's shoes, and then tumbled down the steps. Oh! He broke several bones, racked up over $80,000 in medical bills, and lost more than $18,000 in income because he couldn't work for several months. Now, you call her his former fiance instead of his now wife. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think what's coming next his, is why. His then fiance. Yeah. John tried to sue Judy, mm-hmm. claiming that yeah. she created dangerous conditions in her home and failed in her duty as a host to protect a social guest from those conditions. But this past Thursday, it was thrown out. A court ruled that Judy's shoes were open and obvious, and a person taking precautions would have seen them. The most fascinating part is the timeline. The accident happened in February of 2018, and a year later, in May of 2019, John and Judy got married. Ah. Yeah, John sued in October of 2019, and now he's found out he's not able to sue his now wife. You know, I mean, it's not that big a deal. I did that once. I I ended up, I'm not going to get into details, but I ended up suing a friend because that's what insurance is for. And if you have medical expenses that you are going to have to cover out of pocket, Mm -hmm. then that's why people have insurance. Yes, but does the relationship... No. Stay together. Yeah, it could. It could. You just know that, that look, I got badly hurt. You you left your stupid shoes. I mean, your beautiful shoes uh, you left out here. And uh, so you've got homeowner's insurance. I'm going to I'm gonna sue your homeowner's insurance to cover my, medic- my out-of-pocket medical expenses. Well, uh, it's a way to build relationships. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and, uh, yeah. Keep friends forever. Yeah, especially when they uh, drop your friend's insurance because the claim was uh, put against them. Well, then maybe you should have put your shoes in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't have let those heels out for everybody to trip over. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Neutral Cold Brew Coffee. It's going to be crappy and rainy today with a high of 61. Tomorrow, uh, not so nice again with some rain showers possible, high of 61. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the uh, beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Before but. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 751 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. Crappy day today. Rain pretty much all day long and then a chance of rain tomorrow with a high of both days of 61. 58 now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Hyundai's Salute to Heroes is a pretty damn cool uh, event giveaway and Gary Rome is uh, in the studio to talk about it. Good to see you, Gary. Yeah, good morning. Good to to see you too. Are you the same Gary Rome from Gary Rome Hyundai? That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> Amazing. This is the problem with being in another room. I'm not sure exactly who I'm talking to. Well, uh, you, what you are missing by being in the other room is Daisy is here, too, the dog. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so this, is, this uh, Jack, you just said, is already 12? Jack's 12. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, unbelie- it's unbelievable. But these uh, these dogs, I mean, we're going to talk about the, uh, the, the salute for heroes in a second. The dogs. But the, <laughs> the dog is, every time you get a new dog, those vishlas are absolutely beautiful yeah, dogs. beautiful and so friendly. I mean, do they sell cars? I mean, does does uh, does do they get a commission on it's that? It's all about the dogs. Do you get a car with a dog? <laughs> no, but people will not buy a car until they meet the dogs. Oh, okay. Ah, he's yeah. a, he's a closer. <laughs> 
He's the official greeter. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so tell us about uh, Salute to Heroes. So Salute to Heroes is uh, a program which the Western Mass Hyundai dealers put together to recognize an individual that is selfless and uh, has given back to the community and, and made a difference. It's a seven-week-long program. You can nominate your local everyday hero by going to HyundaiSalutetoHeroes.com, and the um, nominations will be taken from October 3rd to the 31st. The winner will be announced on November 12th. Now, this is this is a, a regional thing or a, a national thing? This is regional. This is the Western Mass Hyundai dealers only. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's you and the uh, the other dealers. That's right. And it's a 2020, 2022 Tucson. 2022 Tucson. Well, that's hard to say. It, it, well, it 2022 is. 2022 Tucson. You got it. Yeah. You got a good or job. just say your brand new Tucson. Yeah. A brand new 2022 Tucson. There you go. <laughs> it's unbelievable how you guys do that. Just as hard, though. Um, but what you were also saying is you're not only, you would not only get the uh, the vehicle, but also the registration and the taxes would also be yes, taken care of, too. Yes, the winner will not have to pay the sales tax. The Western Mass Hyundai dealers are going to take care of everything. That's Damn. awesome. That's I mean, in a, in a situation like this where you're trying to honor people who've done uh, great work, I think that's really Awesome, and you're talking about it could be you know nurses or teachers or police, uh, yeah, any anybody who has done you know good work during this whole thing. And in addition to the folks you've already mentioned, it could also be what we call it's open to an everyday hero, somebody who is selfless and gives of themselves. It could be a grocery store worker. They could work at a food bank. Could be somebody who stayed up all night trying to get vaccine appointments for somebody, or somebody that I'm goes out. food shopping for the elderly. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely out. Yeah, and I'm thinking I'm out too. But yeah. but you can submit uh, a nomination. Tell us how uh, people can do that. You can go to HyundaiSaluteToHeroes.com. In 300 words or less, you can nominate your everyday hero. And and you said the uh, the deadline for submission October thirty first. October thirty first. Right. You know, it's too bad you didn't put bells on the dog's collar. It would have been a little bit louder. <laughs> <laughs> she's you know she's trying to hear her. she's she's just snoop sniffing around and yeah. and and, uh, and and she's just you know curious to say because you know she might want to get out of the car business at some point. Yeah, at some point, so. <laughs> especially with the pandemic and all. <laughs> By the way, you know uh, you know what drives me crazy is when people uh, pronounce the car Hyundai. Right. It, it's not it's not Hyundai. It's Hyundai, like Sunday. Exactly right. like Sunday. That's right. Yeah, right. I, I heard a dealer once call it Hyundai, and I said to myself, I'd never buy a car from that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the uh, the promotion that we have. It's yeah. really awesome to be able to recognize somebody that goes above and beyond, just an everyday good person, you know, the type of person that does the next right thing. Mm. And, you know, someone like would drive through a coffee line and pay for the coffee for the person behind them, you know, just paying it forward. Yeah. So I'm sure there's people out there that should be nominated. And if you want to nominate your local everyday hero, go to HyundaiSaluteToHeroes.com. And in 300 words or less, tell us why your hero should win a brand new 2022 Hyundai Tucson. That's awesome. Yeah. Gary Rome, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Appreciate you coming in. It's uh, 756 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Save yourself 30% by the evening of Monday, October 4th. Oh. And there so should be minimal impact. Well, they got plenty of time. Yeah, they got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could... I could go and probably get a vaccination right now if I was a state employee in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, if you don't have one yet because you're an anti-vaxxer, you're probably not going to run out and get one, in which case you will be unemployed by Tuesday the 5th. 
I got a uh, friend of mine, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, uh, who lives out Tell of state. Tell us st- everything. He lives out of state. He uh, he had a he's uh, dealing with a breakthrough case of uh, of COVID. Now he works primarily from home, mm-hmm. and uh, he's feeling like uh, absolute garbage. And he said, "If I'm feeling this way, fully vaccinated, and my uh, immune system is doing what it can to fight this virus," he said, "I can't even imagine what it would be like from my body to fight this unvaccinated." Oh yeah. And he said, "I feel awful." He said, I'm getting better. I can feel myself getting better. I'm not I, dead yet. But I, he said, I can't imagine, you know, the worst cases of this. Huh? So it's like, you know, and he's, this is a dude who's in great shape. I mean, I'm like really, really good shape. But uh, sound like he's got a thing for him. He, he's a very old friend. And uh, I, 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 I mean, I feel bad for him, but it's like, uh, I, I, I'm not going to go over there with a with a thing of soup. I think no, if, no, you if probably, I if, if you I could, do, you could leave it on the step. I could, but I probably you know like push it towards the front door with a stick. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's fine too. Yeah, what kind of soup? Uh, mulligatawny. Oh yeah, there you go. That's like a meal. <laughs> Soup's not a meal. It's eight twenty-seven. News is next. On Rock 102. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is proud to present Scott Zolak from the Patriots broadcast booth as he breaks down all things Patriots with Bax and O'Brien. Is there a part of you, though, that's rooting for Tom? Or could you even say I'm that? always rooting for Tom to do well. Like, I, I was ecstatic for him on that run that he went on last year. And, you know, the playoff buildup and went on to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I was ecstatic for Tom. But once that game's kicked off at 820, I hope Matt Judon takes his head off. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Scott Zolak, 8 a.m. every Thursday with Bax and O'Brien, presented by the Leah Auto Group on Springfield's Classic Rock, Rock 102. You know, if you got a passion for pumpkin, you have got to pick these up at Dunkin'. Yeah, Dunkin's new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And then there's this, the delicious pumpkin spice signature latte with the rich espresso topped with whipped cream, a caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. What, now you're doing my pumpkin? No, I'm not doing anyone's pumpkin, except I'm just looking at this and going, you know what? This is sounding better and better with each passing word. Because it's pumpkin picking season, and that's how they pumpkin at Dunkin'. That's right. They got munchkin treats, pumpkin pumpkin muffins, and a whole lot more. Yeah. I don't think I like you doing my pumpkin. I'm not doing anything here. I'm just doing, I'm, I'm reading what I'm being told. Yeah, I'm, including this signature. Did you mention the signature spice latte? The spice signature latte? Yes, of pumpkin, course I did. Pumpkin spice? Yes. Mm. America runs on Dunkin'. Price participation may vary. It's a limited time offer and exclusions apply. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. I have a question for you. Are you ready to decide, decide? You know, your home siding. Need a few reasons to replace your siding? Are they blistering, cracking, warping, or even fading? Maybe leaking or even rotting? Are you just tired of painting year after year? Enough! For over 25 years, Adam Quinville is your one-stop siding specialist offering you the industry's best installation and lifetime warranties. Give me a call today and schedule your siding project tomorrow. Sports betting from the Connecticut Lottery is coming soon. In-person sportsbook action is just days away at Bobby D's in Windsor Locks and Stanford and at Sports Haven in New Haven. Tons of betting options on the sports you love, including in-game, money lines, prop bets, and more from the Connecticut Lottery powered by Play Sugar House. Go to PlaySugarHouse.com to learn about sports betting at Sports Haven and Bobby D's. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat. 
Last October, Paul wasn't feeling well. He went to the hospital where our cardiovascular experts found he had an aortic root aneurysm and performed his successful surgery. Paul returns for follow-up visits, but the photos his family sends allow us to really see him, doing the things he loves, surrounded by the people he loves, with all of his heart. Trinity Health of New England. Visit trinityhealthofne.org. In every way. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, there is a uh, big job uh, fair event going on over at Balanced Staffing in Chicopee. And on the phone with us right now is Lori Miller from Balanced Staffing to tell us all about it. Lori, what's going on over there today? Hey, everyone. We're having a job fair over here at 26 Taxiway Drive in Chicopee. We are hiring for... It's 8.30 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Bank ESB. Earn cash rewards and you open a free checking account with Bank ESB. Visit your local branch or bankesb.com to open up an account today. Bank ESB, unlock your potential. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, do you want me to do news from July, too? <laughs> Why do you say that? Because that spot that was running was from back in July. Oh, oh, oh well, yeah. there you go. Oh, good thing we're on the up and up around here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're on the up, just uh, not the up and up. Uh, good morning, and welcome to the newscast. Good morning, Steve. Uh, good morning, John. Um, what are you doing? Stalling for time. The what third, do you think he's doing? The third, oh, oh is that stalling it? for time. I was just, because it was such a weird little intro there, and uh, I, listen, I, I don't know, it was just awkward. I didn't hear none of it. I was uh, still watching that interview on the Today Show. Well, that's not surprising. You didn't hear it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll hear it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want the one you listen to every day? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. He wants to catch up. While well, I'm in the tub. Uh, attending gatherings to celebrate events and holidays increases your risk of getting and spreading COVID-19. Says who? The CDC. The safest way to celebrate is virtually with people who live with you or outside at, and at least six feet apart from others. The that's agency- what I said before. That's why I'm going to host a virtual dance party. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think you should. Yeah. The agency recommended celebrating over video conference, uh, having an outdoor gathering in which attendees social distance and dropping off food for friends, family, or neighbors in a way that does not involve contact. But with more than half the country fully vaccinated, many people will still elect to celebrate in person this year. I can't Above- believe we're already, uh, it's almost a year since what we did on uh, Thanksgiving. We went to my brother's house and... Thanksgiving Day was actually not too bad. I think it was near 60 or in the low 60s. And um, we opened up his garage doors and we kind of like sat in the garage and wow. uh, the whole family. And then they had originally intended to host Thanksgiving dinner. So uh, my brother and my sister-in-law, they cooked the whole dinner, then cut it all up and put it into Tupperware and everybody went home with the with a Thanksgiving meal. So but, no yeah. no sitting down, just everybody was sent off with leftovers. So, well, I mean, we sat down for a while in the garage and talked, um, and then and then sent off with the food. Yeah, and I can't believe it's been a year now, and we're talking about this again. Yeah, well, well Thanksgiving happens every year. Uh, yes, it was seasonable weather last Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but uh, did you see that other report that, that they're expecting all kinds of snow and record uh, cold uh, coming this winter? Oh, terrific. Farmer's Almanac? No, the National Weather Service. Okay. And, yeah, and they're getting their stuff from the Almanac. Yeah, they're writing the Almanac. You think they just opened it up and go, huh, oh, it's going to be snowy this year. I don't think they know. It's going to be snowy in winter in New England? Jeez, who'd have thought? Well, I mean, it ha- we haven't had a ton of snow in the last couple of seasons. 
I mean, we had a, a little bit here, a little bit there, but but we haven't had a major you know nor'easter blast through, and we get like you know two feet of snow. And now that I've got a snowblower, it's not like I'm going to hope for snow. Yeah, well, you've basically saved us all, so thank you yeah. very much for dropping the uh, the expense. I hope I hope that's what that means. Uh, anyway, above all, the CDC recommended getting one of the highly safe and effective vaccines, which are shown to significantly reduce uh, risk of contracting and getting seriously ill from the virus. People should wear a mask if they're unvaccinated. It's the same old, same old. I, can't, I just, I can't believe, you know, they show these on the news every night. These Somewhere in America, a little town meeting, town council, and people just absolutely vein-poppingly mad uh, at being told that they should get the vaccine, you know, by a, by a local government in a mandate. It's just like, how do you get that mad about something... I, I can understand having a principle or 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 believing in something so staunchly. What am I saying? I can't think of anything that I believe that staunchly that I would allow myself to have veins popping out of my head, screaming in public, yelling things like, we know where you live, mm. and having to have the police escort these officials to their cars for their own safety. Well, what is wrong with people? I think people have a uh, an odd sense of what violates a, uh, a an infringement on their rights and what does not. I mean, you have a right to do any number of things, but you also uh, don't have a right to make sure that your uh, your rights harm somebody else. You know, at the expense of somebody else. And, and I think people have a hard time understanding some of that because we oftentimes only think of ourselves. Well, I have a hard time understanding an awful lot of things, but the idea of absolutely losing it to the point where people become afraid of me, uh, I just, I don't know how these people, well, and, you're, and they obviously go to these meetings to do this. You know, they, they know that's what this meeting is about. They want to go, they want to voice their opinion, and, and they must get themselves worked up a little bit higher during the meeting uh, when they hear certain things said, but it's like... You know, I just, I don't know. And I'm an angry guy. Yeah, you are. You know? I'm afraid of you. That's why you're in another room. You're very yeah. off-putting. I, and that's and that's true, but yet I don't understand this behavior. Yeah, everybody thinks it's uh, because you're immune compromised. You have to sit separately from us. It's really because I filed a complaint uh, last I saw, year. I saw he, the court order. He went to uh, he went to strike me. Yeah, I saw the restraining. I have a copy of it. <laughs> See now, my my copy has a spelling error. It says stroke. Mm, yeah. Uh, For what? Huh? It just well the complaint that Steve wrote. I mean, my copy says stroke, it, not it, strike. Oh, as opposed oh strike. not strike. I right. see. Yeah. yeah. The uh, executive director of the embattled Hamden County Regional Board of Retirement has announced that she will retire at the end <laughs> of the year. That's ironic. Yeah, it's no like kidding. being at the nexus of the universe. Uh huh. Julianne Bartley, a retirement board employee for 38 years, has served as its director for the past 18 years. I will be at my maximum retirement allowance percentage as of December 31st, and that is the reason why I'm choosing to retire at that time. Well, I'm sure they must have seen this coming. Assuming I approve it. Yes. There's no timeline for uh, hiring a replacement, she said. The retirement board came under fire earlier this year after an audit flagged questionable spending on services for the board's website, large bank service charges, and unusual contracts that paid over $200 fifty thousand dollars in health insurance premiums to two part-time attorneys 
The audit, characterized as scathing by Hamden Town Administrator Robert Markle, was forwarded to Attorney General Maura Healey, Inspector General Glenn Kuna, and the State Ethics Commission Executive Director Dave Wilson. Due to strict requirements for confidentiality imposed on those agencies, the agencies would not comment on the status of the investigation or if any probes had been opened. But they look like they're all jumping ship because a lot of them have already either resigned or retired. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with this. There's a lot of... Uh, I don't either. There's a lot of uh, shady business going on in that town lately. Yeah, I know you say you don't either, but uh, there's really nothing going on this morning, locally anyway. No, I know. I just... I, I You know, this story's been going on for weeks, and I every time I see the headline, I, I just pass on it because I don't... I don't understand it. I, I don't understand did, the. Um, did you try to read it? Oh, I read it. I, I, it just doesn't. That doesn't mean I understand it. Do you the need- whole system of retirement for like municipal employees. You know, I mean, I, I get that they get pensions, and I and I get that uh, it's a guaranteed check basically for the rest of their lives. But I don't understand. You know, a friend of mine is in the process of retiring, and. It's going very, very slow, and I, I just always thought, you know, like she said, I'll be eligible on December 31st. Well, that means, in other words, you, you're you going to have to keep putting in your time until then, but does that mean you won't be working on January 1st? Because my friend, who supposedly put his retirement papers in uh, several months ago, is still working. So, I mean, the whole idea of a retirement board and having to have your retirement approved well, um, is this are, are they both uh, municipal employees? Both who? Your friend and your other friend. I I don't remember mentioning a second one, but yes, the first one is is a municipal employee. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And and that's and that's the thing. It's like, you know, the I thought you submit the papers and that's it. You walk away. I think for, you know, dudes like us in the private sector, that's probably what we have to do. No, it's definitely not what we have to do because we don't have to go before a retirement board. We don't have to submit no, we paperwork say- to anybody. We just say, I'm, I'm done. No, 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 no. There's still paperwork to do. For the, for the employer? For both of you. For hey, us to you have give to, to the employer. You have to have a you have to state and you have to file a report that you are in fact retiring from this business. Yeah, because they still have to work out all of your benefits, health health benefits, your insurance, I mean your uh, the life insurance uh, policies that uh, are on you. It's not like you I just don't have any. It's not like you, well with uh, your your annual uh with your annual uh, redo of your benefits, you you could you could get that stuff. But they have to. You, know, you you still have to file some for, sort of paperwork with the company to retire. It's not and like just you don't just don't write it on a piece of paper and say I retire. No, no, <laughs> it's much more official than that. No. Well, in that case, <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of that one. Isn't there it? you go. Simple. Hey, Everybody uh, got a pen. <laughs> a new report sheds light on how world leaders, powerful politicians, billionaires, and others have used offshore accounts to shield assets collectively worth trillions of dollars over the past quarter century. The report is being dubbed the Pan- Pandora Papers. You mean Andorra Papers. Oh, she had some too. <laughs> because the findings shed light on the previously <laughs> hidden dealings of the elite and the corrupt. Hundreds of politicians, celebrities, religious leaders, and drug dealers have been hiding their investments in mansions, executive, or I'm sorry, exclusive beachfront property, yachts, and other assets. That's according to a new review of a nearly 12 million files obtained from 14 firms located around the world. Gee, rich people trying to hide their assets. 
this is something so shocking and new. <laughs> Who knew? This is like it was something out of fantasy land. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't understand. Didn't everybody kind of just know that they were doing that? I think so. But like you said, there's really nothing going on right now, so we're doing other stories. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, Richie Neal's been talking about this uh, forever. He's been doing it forever. But he's talking about companies doing it though, not not people. I bet you he's doing it too. He's probably got some. Uh, he's probably got some yacht that he owns with John Kerry. Oh, oh my god! Can you imagine somewhere. what that? What a cruise like uh, that must be like. I, I, I'll tell you what. I'd pull the plug and let it sink. I'd be like, oh, where's my, where's my wheelchair? It's yeah. time for my Leon Klinghoffer impersonation. <laughs> get me, get me a. <laughs> Get, get me some whiskey, will you? We don't serve alcohol on this yacht. We yeah. serve tomatoes. You youngsters might want to look up Leon Klinghoffer to understand <laughs> yeah. that reference, but it's a good one. Wikipedia. Yeah. Facebook prematurely turned off safeguards designed to thwart misinformation and rabble-rousing after Joe Biden defeated Donald Trump in last year's election in a money-making move that a company whistleblower alleges contributed to the deadly January 6th invasion of the U.S. Capitol. The whistleblower, former Facebook product manager Francis Hogan, who also asserted during an exclusive interview that aired on Sunday's CBS's 60 Minutes, that a 2018 change to the content flow in Facebook's news feeds contributed to more divisiveness and ill will in a network ostensibly created to bring people closer together. She was hogging all the time, too. What do you mean? Hogging. You you said her name is Hogan? Hogan, yeah. Yeah. She's hogging all the time on she, 60 Minutes. She went 58 mm. minutes. Yeah. I'd like to know what the hog and login would be. Uh, despite the enmity uh, that the new algorithms were feeding, Facebook uh, found that they helped pe- keep people coming back, a pattern that helped the Menlo Park, California company sell more of the digital ads that generate most of its advertising. The uh, thing I saw at Facebook over and over again was there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook, said Hogan who joined Facebook in 2019 after working at other Silicon Valley companies such as Google and Pinterest. And Facebook, over and over again, chose to optimize for its own interest, like making more money. Yeah, because they're a business, yeah, and that's, that's what, what they they're going to do. Yes, but if it has that kind of an effect on society... Um, yeah, know. but you know, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like anything else. You know, if, you, uh, if you create conflict, it becomes interesting. And the longer—and it's, it's absolutely true— Anytime you see people getting into a into a tussle on online, that's a whole lot more interesting than you showing pictures of your feet on the beach or other body parts. But I don't, they, that would violate terms of service. Uh, but uh, but you know, showing me a picture of what you had for dinner is not nearly as interesting as two people duking it out with their uh, with their comments and for a long long string. Am I right about that, Steve? You're absolutely right. I'm about right about that, that Steve. Absolutely. That's what people love to do. They like to cause problems and walk away. Oh, it's like uh, like an arsonist. That's it. You set a fire, you walk away, you watch the blaze. Well, how, how you watch it if you walked away? Well, you you watch you, it from a distance. You don't have to participate anymore. Mm. You let the uh, you let the flames keep you know fighting with themselves. This is almost like the the retirement board story. I, I don't uh, I don't know where I stand on this whole issue. You know, people talk about wanting to break up Facebook and. Um, Let me see if I got a story about Metamucil here. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Get, get, get a story about, uh, about piles. Maybe he can talk can about that. Yeah. Uh, depends. Uh-huh. Diapers uh, for <laughs> men over sixty. It just, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a private company. Well, no, it is still a private company, right? They didn't go public. Who? 
Facebook. Facebook. They've been public for like six, seven years now. As far as like on the stock exchange? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Remember they had all those people who just became millionaires overnight oh, yeah. because yeah. they when they went public with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been reports. <laughs> it's it's only three hundred forty three dollars per share and oh. climbing. Hell, why don't I have twenty of them? Because you don't have the money for that. Uh, there have been reports about how people's sex lives took a hit during the pandemic, and for single people especially, but it might be different if you're uh, staring death in the face. According to new research published in the Journal of Sex, people who have had a high fear of catching COVID-19 have had more and better sex during the pandemic. The Journal of Sex? Yes. Yeah. Sign up for that. The uh, idea uh, is that stress-provoking situations, because sometimes people uh, face their own mortality and uh, heightened sexual desire. Well, I have um, I have the Journal of Sexual Medicine or the Journal of Sex Research. Uh, let's see. Those might be different journals. I know. That's why I'm... A lot of people writing about this stuff. Trying to find out about this. Let's see if I can find the Journal of Sex. Let's see. Journal what of Sex. Web- website is... Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing one. Society for the study. It's the Journal of Sex Research is where oh, it comes okay. from. Oh, okay. Research is the one I've got yeah. there. Okay. You know what happens? They get to, when it gets copied and pasted mm-hmm. into another website that tells you about the story. They don't automatically include all of the ways it should yep. be said. So people are having better sex during the pandemic because you're afraid of it. Only the people that are afraid of catching COVID-19 have had more and better sex during the pandemic. With people they're living with? It doesn't say. It well, just it seems says. kind of important. Um, but but probably not. I mean, they're probably not who they're living with, because why would you be afraid of getting COVID with, from somebody you live with if you already know whether they're vaccinated or who they're around every day? So, in other words, the people who are single and out there uh, are having better sex because they're afraid of COVID? I'm afraid of this. Now give it to me. Give it to me good. It's you know, it sounds like one of those stories where there's a, there, there's some other thing influencing the extra sex. It sounds like something's missing here. Because if I'm afraid to get it, I'd probably want to stay away from people it's, the best I can. It's like saying I have better sex because I'm afraid of syphilis. <laughs> if, you're, if you're participating in an activity that could give you the very disease you're supposedly afraid of, how is your performance of that activity better during the heightened scare? He brings a good po- uh, question to the table there, Steve. I, I think I there's something does. missing. I just uh, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think any of us can answer this question. The one time I show interest, nobody understands it. You know what? Uh, yeah, I know. I I'm done with this story because I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand what sex is. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be crappy and rainy with a high of 60. Tomorrow, uh, more rain possible and uh, mostly cloudy for the day with a high of 61. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. When you run up Springfield's classic rock, it's 855 in Nirvana on Rock 102. Yeah, see, I find anybody who's that adamant to be suspicious. Uh, Turns out he did, in fact, have a gun. Yes. uh, Tragically, he did have a gun. And yet, tried so hard to make people believe that he did not have a gun. Up until that last day, no one was really sure whether he had one or not. How did she not know? 
I don't know. Who didn't know he had a gun? And who wouldn't think that with that kind of a denial, someone wouldn't have said, you know, I don't think I believe you. I I, I honestly don't know what to tell you. Uh, (laughs) He had the gun and uh, clearly had the gun. Clearly. And, And yet. You know, went on and on about not having a gun. Well, sometimes we project uh, or, you know, foreshadow things to come. Yeah, well, thankfully, uh, he was able to turn the other cheek. All right. You know, that's not even remotely funny. But let's uh, talk about something that uh, is uh, fun. The Mighty Oktoberfest is coming back to the student prints. It kicked off October 8th and runs every Friday and Saturday through October 23rd. And it's got uh, a great lineup. Everybody from uh, Unforgettable Fire. L.A.'s uh, Backstage Pass, Trailer Trash, Aquanet, Southern Rain, and the Savage Brothers. A really good lineup of bands. And uh, to find out more information about it, go to uh, studentprints.com. Tickets are like, uh, I think, 25 bucks each to get in. And I happen to have a four-pack of tickets to give away right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Tickets to the uh, mighty Oktoberfest of the Student Prince are yours. Good luck on Rock 102. Now, I'm not going to believe more than, say, five or six days out, because uh, as you said, this is every Friday and Saturday uh, for the next three weeks. Um, but this Friday and Saturday, so far, the forecast looks pretty good. And Unforgettable Fire is on Friday night. Right. And I, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember who's Saturday night. Oh, LA, LA ba- backstage LA pass. pass. Yeah. 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 Then the following weekend it's uh Trailer Trash and Aquanet. And the final weekend it's Southern Rain and the Savage Brothers. I might just uh I might just live on Fort Street this coming weekend. <laughs> yes. And I don't necessarily mean in an apartment or a building of any type. I'm sure if you said to one of the guys uh, over there and say, Hey, you mind if I pull up a cot or yeah. you know, sleep uh, under the t- under the tarp here. <laughs> you know, or just maybe just in push the a couple tables together, maybe in the Ruprecht room where it's you know at least you'll be warm. Nah, because you know? then you got to worry about setting off the alarm in the middle of the night. No, nah, just uh, let me push a couple tables together here, and I'll sleep on that. Yeah, that's because I want to see the Friday and Saturday night shows. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna ask Jay Z. It's not Jay Z. It's uh, John. No, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I call him Jay Z. But that's not right. I know, but it's original. You, but you used to think it was JD, and it's but not I even know, that. I know, but at least now, at least now, I've made it cool <laughs> instead of just sounding dumb. Well, I'm sure he's thinking, why is he calling me? Jay-Z? Oh no, he, he gets it. He gets it, and he likes it. Okay, yeah, it's uh, eight fifty nine. I think it was before when he was going. What? Uh, why is that idiot calling me JP? Because <laughs> it, I mean, it JD, JD, JD. It is JP. Yeah, John right. Perry. I know. It's eight fifty nine. Rock one hundred two. Save yourself 